Hey, it's Ben here, and welcome back to Revival on the Air today. In this episode, I interview Erlita, who's from Vancouver in Canada, and she tells of some unbelievable, well, they're not really unbelievable when you think about it from a spiritual context, but when you think about it naturally, they are truly uh, remarkable stories. She'd had five miscarriages, and when she finally fell pregnant, she tells of the amazing miracle of her newborn son, who after he was born wasn't expected to live. It's truly remarkable. On top of that, she tells how she was healed of vertigo and of cervical cancer. It's an amazing story. I hope you enjoy it. God bless. So Alita, we're here at the Canadian camp in 2023 in Vancouver. Yes, this beautiful paradise in Loon Lake. In Loon Lake. We're sitting on the balcony of a timber lodge overlooking this beautiful lake. It's pretty amazing. It is, isn't it? And there's about 150 people at this camp. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So Alita, how long have you been a spiritual Christian? So I was filled with the Holy Spirit October 16, 1994. 1994, that's a few years now, so isn't it? Almost 30 years, actually. Wow. Yeah. So my wife was talking to you yesterday yes. and she said, you have to record Alita's testimonies because God's done some pretty amazing things for her. Okay. I will give you my testimony of miracles. I actually didn't hear the word. The first time I heard the word was seven years prior to getting saved. And I didn't know anything about speaking in tongues and never heard about speaking in tongues. And what had happened was my aunt and my mom has always been close. And I noticed that they haven't been doing things. And so I asked my mom, what's going on with Jesus? Did you have a falling out? And she said, no, she's joined this cult. <laughs> your mum had or your no, aunt No, my had? auntie. Right. Uh, so I, I got upset with my mom. I'm like, what kind of sister are you? You're older than her. Go check it out then. And then she goes, oh, that's a good idea. Go check it out. Sent me to check it out. So my husband and I um, went, Paul and I went to a communion meeting. I never heard about speaking in tongues, never heard anything about the operations or the gifts or anything like that. Just showed up. Hey, it's been just a little interruption here. Alita talks about the spiritual gifts, which if you're not from our fellowship and you haven't heard of that concept before, you can read about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where Paul's talking to a spirit-filled church and he's explaining to them a little bit about how to run a meeting and uh, later on in that chapter, he talks about that if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or three, or at the most three, and that by course, and let one interpret. And uh, then goes on to talk about let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. So it's a process that God gave us to for him to speak through people to the church and a sign for the unbeliever around the speaking in tongues. And so you can read about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 but I just wanted to quickly explain that if you hadn't heard that before. Okay, back to the interview. And the operation of gifts started. And the first thing I remember was it was a gift of prophecy and it was, thus saith the Lord thy God. And I just tuned out right away. I was angry, actually. I thought they were making mockery of God. And I was just like, what are they doing? How, how dared him say this is God talking to people? And I thought that they were misguiding people. And as I turned out... Did anyone explain to you no, that, it, you know, that was, you know, that's, it's written in, you know, First Corinthians. It talks yeah, about the operation. They of didn't, no, no, they didn't explain to us because we actually just, like, 
showed up. So nobody was expecting that there's going to be new people there. Yes. Type of thing. Um, anyway, so I didn't want to have any association with my aunt in that seven years. <laughs> I avoided her like a plague. Wow. wow, that's a lot. Screened calls and I thought, oh yeah, mom, you're right. <laughs> type of thing. And did you did you have a religious upbringing? Uh, well, obviously, mo like most Filipinos, um, I was born into the Catholic system, faith, yeah. but I never liked it. So at a young age, I was um, about maybe 11, 12, I started church hopping. That My mom allowed me to do that. And then throughout my teenage years until I got married, I was a church hopper, and I never stayed put because I always thought they're all the same. They're all hip hypocrites. It's a religion, and it's all hypocrites. And then so I thought I could follow God my way mm. and didn't go anywhere after that. And then it wasn't until what happened was um, in that seven years, my husband and I were trying to have kids, and then I had five miscarriages, and the wow. doctor said... Five. Yeah. doctor five. said, you can't have kids. Yeah. So look at other options and maybe try adoption. So I'm like, okay, can't have kids. Adoption's another option. And then so we went adopted. In fact, we were approved for a baby boy. Mm -hmm. So got really excited, got this room ready for a baby boy and everything. Then I found out I was pregnant with my son. I wasn't happy. People thought, oh, you'd be happy. But I said, no, because like I've always had lost a baby, you know, so I, I thought I wouldn't keep this pregnancy so as well. So you were expecting that this was going to be another, uh, another, another miscarriage. Another miscarriage. Yeah. But the more devastating thing is because back then when you are adopting, you cannot be pregnant, which had meant I lost that adoption. Hmm. So I was really furious at that point. I'm like, what's going on? Why can't I have kids? Now I can't even have an adoption. Now this adoption's void. And then so... Lost that adoption, and but with my baby, I actually kept it to full term. Yeah. But unfortunately, the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck, mm -hmm. and so I had to have an emergency C-section done. I didn't even know when the sirens was going off at the hospital, and they were calling for code blue. That code blue was me, mm. <laughs> you know. And so anyway, so it was a big rush because he was nearly dead. They actually damaged my uterus and then I didn't know what I, I didn't even know what I had I, I woke up and I, the baby was gone he had to be rushed to ICU in Vancouver I was in Surrey just to give you like the distance wise it's about 50 minutes apart and then so when I found out I had a baby boy and the doctor explained that he had brain damage because of the lack of oxygen and also the left side of his body was paralyzed and um, they said that if he was to live, he would only have a mentality of an 11-year-old. And because of that lack of oxygen, he wouldn't be able to talk or walk. And then even worse, during that time, because of the what they call meconium aspiration, yep. and they had vacuumed and punctured his lungs. And then so then now he needed a lung transplant. And so that's basically where the baby poops in the womb. Yeah, and, they, and, and then he swallowed that. it yeah. by accident. Yeah. And, and then so all this thing has gone wrong with my baby. And I So where was God in this? Where were you where were you with God at this point? At this point, I was angry at God and I was saying not so nice things. And I was asking God, why are you why are you doing this to me? Why don't you just want me to have a kid? Why don't you want me to have a child? I was blaming God for everything, actually. So at this point I didn't want anything to do with God. I didn't want to do with religion. Anything remotely with God, I didn't want to do. And so my aunt, who I avoided for seven years, went to visit me at the hospital. And um, 
she approached it this way because, like I said, I didn't want anything to do with God or hear anything about God. She said to me, and I believe that's not that I'm saved. I know that was the Lord's doing. She said, do you want your son to live? So I was like, what kind of question is that? (laughs) Of course I want my son to live. She goes, then why don't you let the assembly pray for him and see a miracle happen? So I was stuck and I couldn't say no because now the ball was in my court. So I was just like, okay, I will let the assembly pray for him. And then um, the assembly prayed on that Sunday. And then right away, the doctors rang us up and I was like crying all all the way to the hospital because I I thought in my heart that the baby died because I was... So mean. So he'd been in hospital for a little while at this point? Um, he would have been in the hospital for about three days now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I still haven't seen him. So. <laughs> really? Wow. And so were you still in Surrey or were you um, at home by now? Um, no, I, I was still in the hospital. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So afterwards, I went when I saw him, I, you know, as a baby would look like with all that distress, he had like tubes and he just didn't look like a child that's going to live. So anyway, when, the, when they had prayer for him and I thought he was dead, there was five doctors there. There was a specialist, a neurologist, my family doctor, and the gynecologist. All the doctors were there. And I'm just like, they're all here to tell me the baby's gone. And then so they said, uh, we don't know what happened. And I thought the next line was, your baby passed away. But they said, everything that we had told you that was wrong with the baby slowly because you know, they had an EEG and there was movement and everything. It's no longer here. Even even the lungs got fused. The lungs does, doesn't have any more hole in Where it. Where they punctured it? That, yeah, that it was gone. punctured, but it was gone. So he doesn't need a lung transplant anymore. And both my husband and I, right there and then, at the same time, said, thank you, God. And then they, like, couldn't deny it. They said, yeah, it's a miracle. Yeah. And then, so now... I wanted to find God. And so how old is your son now? Um, my son is going to be 30 at the end of this month. Far out, wow. So August 31st. Thank you, Lord. be 30, so yeah. praise the Lord for that. Yeah. And um, so all this time, I wanted to look for the Lord, and he was right under my nose yeah. because my aunt, you know, the one that told me about this miracle. But do you, you think I'd go to her church then? Nope. I still avoided her after that. She is stubborn, aren't you? I know. <laughs> well, because religion, religion failed me. Yeah. I've, I've been church hopping and everybody failed me. So I just thought it's another religion, you know. And I didn't have the understanding, um, I guess, fear as well. And then so the Lord humbled me because I had to go back to work. So the only person I could call on to take care of my son at that time was my aunt. So I had to humble myself and give her a phone call. But she was so happy to take care of him. Of course, she wanted, she wanted me to come to the Lord. Um, I didn't know at the time, but obviously. But throughout the whole time she was taking care of my son, I would just pick him up right away and leave because I didn't want her to open up the word because I knew that was going to happen. And then one day, people from Australia was there. And she goes, oh, I have friends from Australia. Would you like to meet them and stay for dinner? And I felt really bad at this point because I felt like I was just using her, constantly just picking up the baby and leaving. So this time I said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll stay. But my walls were up because I knew, I knew it in my heart that the word was going to come up. And sure enough, all the sisters left for the kitchen. I was left with two brothers and they opened up the Bible. And it's like, do you believe in God? And I was like, yep, because <laughs> my walls were up. 
And he's, and he's like, so do you believe in the Bible? Yep. Have you been baptized? I go, yep. And he goes, oh, by full immersion? I said, no, as a baby. I was like sprinkled as a baby. He goes, oh, that's not baptism. So obviously I was a bit offended by that. But that's the Catholic faith for you. And then so then they decided to tell me about, have you heard about the story of Adam and Eve? Well, I was so intrigued. I go, actually, I've been asking about that story. I said, yeah, go on. So they started telling me about the story of Adam and Eve. And I don't know what it was, but I thought, I said it out loud. I said, where am I going to get baptized in a bathtub? And they go, oh, sure, we could baptize you. I go, I never said I wanted to get baptized. This is what I was telling them. But anyway, they were talking about Adam and Eve. And then my aunt comes and said, you know, food's getting cold. Let's go eat. And they closed the Bible. And I was just like, no, 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 go on. Tell me more about this story. I go, you were in the middle of it. Continue on. And they said, oh, you know, actually, it was on Sunday, we were talking about this subject. And he goes, and um, there's slideshow and everything, and it'll be more in-depth. Why don't you come? And I shocked myself. I said, sure, I'll be there. <laughs> so on Sunday, I went, and I said to the Lord, if this place is the truth, I said, give me this thing that they call the Holy Spirit, because I won't be back if you don't give it to me today. And I was crying and crying. And my husband's like, why are you crying? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> but obviously the Lord really pricked my heart. And I went up front. I didn't get a hallelujah in. I just burst into tongues. Open your mouth and out it came. Yeah, and out it came and never looked back since. Mm. And I've been in the Lord for almost 30 years. My miracle number two is my daughter. Because remember, I said that I couldn't have any more kids because they, they damaged, damaged your uterus. Yeah. my uterus. So they said, the doctor said, I can't have kids anymore. So I was really wanting another child. And, and so I was talking to the ministry at the time. And he said, well, remember when you got baptized by full immersion, your old life was dead and buried and you came out a new person. So you're healed of that. You want a child, let's commit this to the Lord and expect having a baby. I said, okay, so committed it to the Lord. Weeks, weeks, weeks down the road, I was feeling sick, thinking I just had the flu. And then so my aunt was making me breakfast and I love eggs. And I looked at that eggs and I'm like, ugh, I can't have that. And I said, I have the flu. And then my aunt's looking at me funny. She's like, you don't have the flu. You're pregnant. I go, what? No. She goes, yeah, but what did you pray for? And then it dawned on me. Yeah, that's what I prayed for. She goes, oh, go get a pregnancy test. Sure enough, I was positive I was pregnant. But the doctor wasn't excited for me. The doctor said, oh, don't get excited. Remember your history. You know you can't have kids. It's probably in the fallopian tube, so you're going to have an ultrasound done and then see what happens. So I got my ultrasound done, and they were amazed that everything was intact and the baby were, was supposed to be where it's supposed to be. But they said, don't get excited. Another negative thing. You have a big cyst very close to the fetus. So as the fetus grow, it's going to die anyway. So we suggest that you get this aborted now. I said, absolutely not. This is a miracle from God. I'm going to continue with this pregnancy. So throughout my checkups, constant checkup, constant negative. So I said the amniotic fluid was too low. The placenta was too small. The baby's not growing fast enough. Negative, 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 negative. To the point that at about seven months, they said, you know, we should deliver this baby by C-section and continue the pregnancy in a bubble. 
because of your history, because you would either die and the baby will die with you if you don't get this done. And I said, absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take this pregnancy full term. So what gave you, in the face of so much opposition, constant feedback that this was not going to happen? Because of the miracle that the Lord showed me when my son was healed. Yeah. So you held on to that miracle yeah. as evidence of yeah. what the Lord was going to do Because the first you. time the Lord showed me that miracle. Yeah. And I wasn't even spirit-filled yet. Yeah. So the Lord knew. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, I believe the Lord did that um, for my sake because I've always been a skeptic. I was always the biggest skeptic of things. And then so when fast forward, baby came full term. The baby was up so high because of my history. They got really scared. They didn't care that I didn't want a C-section done. They said, prepare her for a C-section. And I was just like, my husband, I'm too tired to call on the Lord. You have to call on the Lord. I don't want a C-section done. So he calls on the Lord. Next thing, oh, they said, oh, what? No, the baby's here. <laughs> and then so out come my baby girl, yeah. eight pounds, eight ounce, healthy, natural wow. birth. Fantastic. So many miracles in my life. There's wow. been so many miracles in my life in the 30 years that I've been with the Lord. What else have you got? I've been healed of ovarian cancer. What? Yep. Uh, it's been over maybe, oh man, I don't know. The year's been meshing together. It's probably been, the kids were in elementary school, which is primary school. Yes. Um, uh, so I had ovarian cancer, but I didn't get the victory right away. It took about a year to get that victory because what had happened was I was mixing positive thinking and faith. And of course, throughout the whole time, I already had like prayer and fast over it and, you know, condemnation up and down in my walk and my belief. And um, so what do you mean by mixing positive thinking with faith? What, what do you mean by that? Okay. So I know we have, we have faith, we have the fruit of the Spirit, and we have faith. But then I would have positive thinking, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm healed, so I'll just... Like what happened was, like, I was constantly bleeding for a year. And the doctor said I had to have a complete hysterectomy done. It ran in my mom's side of the family. Yeah. All, the, all the women in my mom's side of the family had it done. I didn't really want to have a hysterectomy, but if that was the way to go, then I was actually scheduled for one. So... I would think, oh, positive thinking, thinking, oh, no, the Lord has healed me. I would just think that I'm healed, but then I see the symptoms that, no, I'm not. So I was, I think, convincing myself I wasn't really believing I was healed because I know what was in the Word. I know the Lord has said that He could heal us. So you hadn't, you hadn't left it with the Lord? like is... No, because I could see the symptoms. So I could see the physical symptoms. And the symptoms introduced doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. and doubt and fear. Yeah. So every time I see the symptoms, doubt and fear always entered in. And then I guess I was looking more at the circumstance than at this point, even though I've had those two miracles in my isn't life. It, isn't it interesting, right? Because really yeah. when you think about it, the the story of your daughter mm. with all of those symptoms really, yeah. the doctor said this this is not going to go full term because of this, this yeah. is, you know, child's not going to survive because of that. You know, they're all symptoms, weren't they? Yeah. But here's a different circumstance. At that time, I wouldn't even name it. In fact, the assembly didn't know I was sick. They knew there was something wrong with me because I was having fainting spells. But I, this is because of the cancer? Uh, yeah, well, because I was constantly bleeding. Yeah. I bled constantly for a year. Right, yeah. And then so I was like looking anemic. So when people would come up to me and say, are you all right, sister? I would say, nothing the Lord can't handle. That was my yeah. standard answer, even t to my pastor. Yeah. I didn't even tell my pastor either what, what was wrong with me. Because to me at that time... The way I was thinking, if I had said the word, I had claimed it, 
So to me, if I had said, oh, you know, I have ovarian cancer, then then I prophesied I have it and I claimed it and I named it. That was just the way I was thinking. That's the way I, I thought, right? So I wouldn't name it. So throughout this time, a brother had a healing need. And this brother, you know, was sick. And I was sharing blessings with this brother about all the healing power of the Lord and all the miracles that the Lord has shown me yeah. uh, to, to, you know, encourage this brother. After that fellowship, I felt like the biggest hypocrite. Right. I'm just like, how dare you tell your brother in the Lord all this wonderful thing and you can't even take the victory yourself in this matter. So I was feeling really bad. I'm like, oh. Then communion happens. And I'll never forget this communion meeting. Brother came out in a gift of prophecy, and the prophecy said, How can two walk together lest we're one? I've told you you're healed, and you're healed. I just start crying and crying and crying because I knew the Lord was screaming at me at that yeah. point. Because remember, in this one year span, I had prayer. I had prayer and fast over it, and like prayer after prayer, and it wasn't working because I had doubt and fear, right? So I went up for prayer after that, and I said to the pastor, I don't know what to pray for. This has been, you know, prayed for so many times, but if I don't get a victory on this healing, I won't be here next year. That's all I said. And then he goes, okay. And you didn't tell him what it was? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't name it. <laughs> I wouldn't name it. And then, um, so he said, okay, we'll have a prayer. And it, he prayed for peace and believe. And... I felt this warmth come upon me. I've never felt this warmth before in my life, mm. and I never felt it since. Right there and then I knew I was healed. So I had my doctor's appointment, and um, I was going to my doctor's appointment, and the deal was I was going, this is my normal checkup, it's uncomfortable, and it was taking a lot longer than usual. And were you still, did you still have symptoms at this point? Um, yes, I still had okay. um, a bit of symptoms at this point, but subsiding off and on, right? And so how did you think about those symptoms then? I didn't think of anything of it yeah. because I felt it knew, in my heart. Because you knew you'd been healed. Yeah, I felt it in my heart that I'd been healed. So it didn't bother me as much as it did before. And then, But the doctor called me on my cell phone and I said to her, if, if something is wrong, call me on my cell phone. Otherwise, call me at home. So my cell phone rings, and I see Dr. Fataz. What? Lord, I know you healed me, I said. I sheepishly answered the phone, and she goes, I'm so sorry to call you on the phone, I, uh, your cell phone. I know you, you know, she said, but I want you to come to the office right now. I go, right now? And that, you can't have a doctor's appointment unless it's, like, urgent. And I said, like right this minute, he goes, as soon as you can. I'm like, is there something wrong? Is there something, can you tell me over the phone? And I said, no, just come, just, we'll talk about your results. I'm like, oh, great. The whole time I'm going there, I'm like, Lord, I know you healed me. Lord, I know you healed me. So I get to the um, doctor's office and she said, we want you to go for another test. I'm like, what? I didn't want to go through all that again. It was so painful and it wasn't comfortable. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, we don't know if it was a computer glitch or anything like that, but we would just want you to go have another test. I said, is it because you can't find anything? <laughs> and she didn't tell me. She goes, uh, no, we just have to do another test. I'm like, okay, fine. And it was like a fast test because like normally it would take months to book that. I had to go in right away. So I went in for my test, do all the uncomfortable things that they did. 
And then again, got the phone call, come in, and I come in again. And um, she said, you know how you were booked for your hysterectomy operation? You, you don't have to have an operation now. And I was just like, praise the Lord, like this, right? You said that to her on the phone? No. Not in person, are you in person? Yeah. Face to face. Yeah. And she goes, eh. Like she, she couldn't really admit it. She's like, eh, like this. And I said, praise the Lord. And I said, she can't see anything. She goes, look, things happen. And, um, you know, I still want you to come regularly um, for your appointments. Don't miss anything. You know, we're going to monitor you constantly. And th that went on until till this day. I still go yearly. Yeah. For it. But I know the Lord, he completes, his healing is complete. It's a, it's a thing to do just yeah. to... It's to cover the, themselves. Yeah, but it's also to remind you to thank the Lord. Yeah. Right? Every year yeah. you get an opportunity yeah. just to remember. And every year... Every year it's all good. Yeah. Every year it's all good. And that's been, I don't know, almost 20, 18 years. I don't know. Yeah, and it's, and that's like one miracle after miracle, after miracle, after miracle. I could go on and on. The oh, flesh I, is, the flesh is weak, you know. I've got time. <laughs> okay. I got healed of vertigo. Vertigo. The way I had the vertigo was really weird. Just one day we're out and about doing touristy things in Vancouver and my nose just started bleeding. I never, ever had a, bleeding nose before but it wasn't just like a small bleeding it became like a faucet yeah. that I had to be rushed to emergency or a tap as we would say yeah, in Australia yeah, a, a tap <laughs> yeah so I get to the emergency and then right away they took me in and then they cauterized my my nose but prior to that the reason why I got so scared is so much pressure from the blood that blood was coming out of my tear ducts what it looked like a horror film to the point that when they saw me, it's like, what the heck is going on with this lady? That's why they took me in right away. So I was like, why, why is it coming out of my eyes? And it feels like it's going to come out of my ears. And then they said, well, it's all connected. Yeah. It has to go out somewhere. I said, my ears really hurt as well. Is it going to come out of my ears? And then, But then they cauterized it and it didn't come out of my ears. But then what had happened was because of that pressure in my ears, there's like, I think this crystal in your ears and it became imbalanced. I got vertigo. And they thought it was just going to be vertigo for that day. It wasn't. <laughs> it was like awful vertigo. You know, the only way I could go to sleep is sitting up. I can't look to the left, right. And so what happened? So when you look to the left or the right? Oh, what? I would get sick. I would throw up. The room's spinning. I have no balance whatsoever. <laughs> I'd be like a drunken person that had no balance. Wow. <laughs> My husband had to walk me everywhere. Yeah. Um, at the meetings, it was awful. The worst part of it is at the meetings, I can't even read the Bible. Because of the, the, the act look of down. looking down. I could right. only look straight. I couldn't yeah. even look to the left or the right. I couldn't, yeah. uh, I couldn't even stand up. And I couldn't look at the chorus book or anything. Wow. Or I'll get sick. And sick as in feel sick or actually? No, actually vomit. Vomit, wow. Yeah. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> vomit. Uh, yeah. I like detail. Okay. <laughs> no, I would get really violently ill yeah. and vomit everything that's inside oh, me. Oh, wow. And then so. But what, what, and how long did this go on for? For two weeks. But the doctor said it's going to be a lifetime. Right? So he gave me this medication. And I don't know why I took the medication. I guess because I was desperate. But I was taking this medication, but it made me even worse. I had like migraines from oh, this dear. medication. And like now, now not the vomiting, now I have this migraine. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, what am I doing? So I flushed the, the medication down the toilet because yeah. I wasn't getting any better from it. 
So I'm going to hear this testimony of a sister being healed of vertigo. I've known the sisters for years. I've never heard that testimony before. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Lord, what you do for others, you will do for me. Yeah, exactly. So again, it was a communion meeting. My husband walks me <laughs> because I, I told you I had no balance. I had to be walk to the front. So I said, I want to be healed of this vertigo. I want it completely gone. No symptoms whatsoever. So that's what was committed to the Lord. Prayed, walked me back to my seat. I sat down and in closing him, and I just, you know, automatically you just grab your hymn book and then you stand up. Well, I, it's automatic. So closing him, grab my hymn book, stood up, stand up, looking at this hymn book. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't, what? And I started looking around and I was balanced and salvation meeting. I gave a testimony of fully being healed of vertigo and never had it since. That is a lot. Yeah. That is cool. Lots and lots. I mean. He's done some cool stuff for you, hasn't he? So many things that the Lord has done for me. And I know um, the Lord will heal me. I have another healing that I haven't had a victory on. And I know this, the Lord will also heal me from. And then I'll give you another po podcast to share that healing. Well, I reckon I might be back next year. So, oh, well, then praise the Lord. So, so that's that. our opportunity. Or yeah. we could do it at the end of camp, whenever. Whenever, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's funny. Healings is funny to me because you either have it instantly and it, or you, I don't know what it is with healing. Um, we know in the word by his stripes we're healed. And I constantly struggle with healing because like sometimes I, oh, instantly get healed or it takes me a, a year mm. because I guess doubt and unbelief fear enters in. It, it does and I think you know sometimes it's sometimes it takes some time for our mind to get right, right? Yeah. in terms of removing that doubt and actually really leaving it with the Lord because right? sometimes we we take it back you know we sort of give it to him and then take it back and give it to him and take it back and we take it back because of our doubt or we take it back because uh, of our fear, or we, there's a whole bunch of reasons why we take it back sometimes. Well, it's just like I was thinking of that story when Paul had that viper wrapped around his arm and then he throws it in the fire. And I'm thinking, well, I wouldn't go back in the fire and have that viper come <laughs> wrapped back. So sometimes that's, I think that's what I do. It's just like I know the Lord has, has this healing power, but I'm like, nope, I'm going to hold on to this. <laughs> Why do we do that? We're strange, ah, it's strange creatures. It's the flesh. But that doesn't discount God's power, right? Because we know his powers there are available to us. We've just got to take hold of it. Amen. Yeah, yes. Praise it's, the Lord. Yes. Yes. Well, thank just, you, sister, for sharing your testimony. That was amazing. It's been lovely to meet you as well. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. So we'll see you next year. You said you're going to come back? <laughs> you might. I think yes. you might. Yes. Right. And it's only halfway. And there's still lots of miracles to share throughout this camp. There is indeed. Yeah. All right. Thank you. God bless. Wasn't that wonderful? Thank you, Alita, for sharing your story. I really, uh, really enjoyed having that conversation and just really enjoyed seeing the power of God in your life. It's so wonderful. If you want to know how God can heal you, who can change your life just like he changed Alita's, then please reach out. Send us an email at podcast at revivalontheairtoday.com or look on social media and you can connect with us that way. Until next time, God bless. God bless.